Welcome back, everybody. We are the Dallas Power Hour. I'm your boy RDA alongside my boy JC, and we are presented by Dallas Sports Nations of Wagering Enterprises. Enhancing your fan sports experience. Here in Dallas in the DFW, we have the greatest teams across the country. We have the Cowboys, we have the Mavs, we have the not-so-great Texas Rangers, and we have the Dallas Stars. And then soon to come, the Dallas Renegades. And the Dallas Renegades are actually going to have a new home, which was actually the Rangers' old home. And we have some we have some pictures up on Rangers Nation on our Twitter, at Ranger Nation Dow, at Dallas Sports Nation. That's the website we're on. That's the, that's the group that has brought us on board, and we've been with them over a year now. Oh, yeah, man. We Once we partnered up with these guys, I mean, we definitely saw the change up. It's been helping us out get there quite a bit, but overall, Dallas Sports Nation, they help us cover everything. I mean, you name it, they cover the pro teams. We can definitely make things happen. But as of today, the now, the present, we're going to be talking some more Dallas Cowboys football because here in the greatest state of Texas, we know Texas is king. And this is what's going down with the Dallas Cowboys. To kick things off, obviously, the Dallas Cowboys finally get a, a nice W. Yeah, even though the Detroit Lions are trash. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And this is where, you know, obviously it's a great win. It puts Dallas at 6-4. and four, For sure. Top of the division. For sure. And you know what? Philadelphia lost, so that's a big win for them. But they lost against the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we have the Patriots coming up. I mean, so, do you, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, we have so much. We, I mean, we can have like a two or three hour show if we, if we really wanted to. Yeah, facts. Nah, but we don't have <laughs> enough time right now. But one day we will have to. We'll, uh, maybe not that long. But one day. One, one day, day, but not today. That's right. For today, like I said, we go back to this Lions game. Obviously, it was a good win for Dallas. They went in there and showed you that they beat a team that they should have beat. Just like the Giants, just like the Dolphins, just like the Redskins. These are teams that they should beat. And honestly, it shouldn't have been this close. Jeff Driscoll's a backup quarterback who's, I would say, what, 10% of Matthew Stafford? If that, I don't know if he can throw the, the ball as far as 10% of Matthew Stafford. Yeah, honestly, I mean, Matt Stafford has a killer arm to begin with. He's, all, he's a veteran of the game, and he's very tough. But Jeff Driscoll did, went out there and did his thing with um, his ability to run the ball. And honestly, it, it kind of exposed some things for Dallas. You know, against a mobile quarterback, it's not going to be very fun for those guys there. And also, they let um, their seventh, their former seventh-round pick for Dallas, Bo Scarborough. Obviously, they cut him his rookie year. He ended up being uh, kind of a journeyman around the league on a few teams. But he gets his first start against Dallas, all right? This guy is a former Alabama running back, seventh-round pick. Big guy, not known for his footwork because he obviously cannot run anybody. But he's <laughs> tough as nails. And, I mean, he showed it out there, trucking Sean Lee, poor LVE. I mean, these guys were just getting punished by him, which that run game here, that's the one thing that stood out to me is this running game, it was Bo Scarborough, it was J.D. M- uh, McKissick, and that, uh, I forgot that third running back's name. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Literally, and, nobody knows who these running backs are. And they were still having success, which – I mean, it, I guess every once in a while it's fine, but not against these guys because had the Detroit Lions had Matt Stafford and Carrion Johnson, this game could have honestly gone the other way completely. Dallas was very fortunate to have these two players injured and just not playing in the game because honestly they could have easily been 5-5 five and five and then we would have gone back to the discussion is about um, is Dallas honestly worth that top, at the top spot of the NFC East, which at the moment, for me, I, I don't honestly... I'll be honest, I don't think they're deserving of it. They're there because 
the the rest of the division is struggling, but that 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 game was just overall bad for me. I wasn't a big fan of it myself. But anything that you saw specifically that you liked or disliked? Tackles. tackles. This tackles really. I mean, I mean, Lawson. It just seems like this team forgot how to tackle. The team. I mean, the Lions. They came out ready to play. They wanted. They wanted to win this game. Everybody dismissed this as a gimme <laughs> game, as a blowout game. But hey, what happened? We were struggling. I think the Lions actually put up seven points first before we realized it. They came out and punched them in the mouth. And that's that's how you're going to beat this Dallas Cowboys team. Because this Cowboys team always starts out slow on offense. They, I mean, they get down, then they're almost forced to throw the ball. If this Cowboys offense was, you know, would to start in the lead, we would see more Zeke. We would see more running, but we don't see it as much. And it's not as effective if a lot of people realize, I mean, he's Zeke's averaging 4.3 yards a carry. He's only had, he has 833 yards. To put it in perspective, that I mean, this is a bet that, I mean, me and RDA had a while back, and this is, uh, this I'm really afraid of this because if you I... should be. I'm never wrong. Derrick Henry has 832 yards rushing. Derrick Henry was a second-round pick the same year that, that Zeke was picked. Zeke was a first-round pick. So you're talking about a second-round pick having the same amount of rushing yards on a lesser team on the Titans? I mean, compared to the Dallas Cowboys, the Titans are 5-5. Five and five. I mean, th- the Titans are not very good. But Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, not a very good offensive line, over 900 yards rushing. I, I mean, right and now. Splits the t- and splits the ball. We're not seeing any splits time with, you know, DeAndre Washington and uh, I think Jalen Richard. So, Richard, I, mean, yeah, right. I mean, same guy. Chris Richard's little brother or something, Jalen Richard. Who cares? No, but see, you don't, I mean. We're not seeing the same effective Zeke as we did last year. We're not seeing the same Zeke who caught 77 passes last that year. That same Zeke that fumbled the ball in the second play of the game, right? Yes, in the second play of the game. We had the ball first. And, I mean, I don't know how we keep getting the ball first. But he, we had the ball first. And Zeke fumbled. Second, I'm, Literally, second play. And then what happens? Seven-round pick, Bo Scarborough beats up our guys. I mean, Bo looked like he was a man on a mission. Oh, yeah. No, that guy's he, I mean, he only had 55 yards, but... It, it really felt like it may be 155. Oh, yeah, no, he was a hammer. I mean, just straight up punishing these guys. Anyone that stepped to him, he could have had that second touchdown on that 20 plus yarder that he broke free in the, I think it was the second quarter. But yep. he would have scored, honestly, had Xavier Woods not fought him. I mean, tooth and nails for it because he, he brushed him off like it was nothing. And the thing that stuck out to me the most was that defensive line. I mean, those nose tackles and the, both D tackles got erased seven plus yards completely off the ball. Scriber got a free shot out there. And, I mean, literally, he was a yard or two away from the touchdown line, which ended up being a touchdown by Jeff Driscoll. They ran that option play. They ended up scoring like that. And, and it was great to watch if you're a Lions fan. As a Cowboys fan, it exposes that your your defense just can't stop the run. I think it has a lot to do with that defensive line. And really, the defensive front seven. I mean, we, we didn't see Michael Bennett's effectiveness that we were hoping to see. I mean, Tristan Hill is a non-factor. He was a healthy scratch, very second-round pick. And I mean, our boy Sammy was saying you can't erase him as you can't count him out as a bust yet. And you know what? I get it. But right now, we need a player to fill in. We need a rotational defensive tackle. You know, especially with Tyrone Crawford out. Oh, we big, big loss by in, the way. Instead of instead of putting Tristan Hill in, think about this. Instead of using Tristan Hill, our second-round pick, we went out and had to trade for Michael Bennett using a six-round pick. To come in and actually strengthen the, this defensive line, and we didn't see it. Robert Quinn has been the best defensive lineman we've had this season, mm-hmm. yep. and, and I mean he leads the team in sacks. He does. I think he has seven, seven, and, a seven and a half sacks. Yeah, 
And I mean, he's really he's really putting on a show and he's really putting himself out there to get set up for free agency. And I think this is it for Robert Quinn. I don't think he'll resign here. I hope the Cowboys find a way to resign him, maybe on a lesser contract. Hopefully say, hey, I mean, we let Tyron Crawford go because I think Tyron Crawford will, will free up over $6 million on the cap. I want to say more, but we'll double check that. But Tyron Crawford, if I think this is Tyron Crawford's last season now, and, and I and I hate that he got hurt because I love his I love his leadership. I love the fact that he's usually available. Availability is accountability. Availability is value. The best kind of ability, availability. It's just facts. It's the way things go. But as for those guys there, I mean, you don't really have another leader in the form that uh, Tyron Crawford was. Obviously, you have Tank. Uh, Michael Bennett has shown to very be a very vocal guy. And Robert Quinn, you know, another veteran in the in the bunch. So you have nice veterans around, and I mean that's always a good thing to have. Overall, though, this defense it, it needs a lot of help, and the offense honestly they got lucky as well. Dak Prescott played great; he had the over 400 yards for the back-to-back games. But there was two plays out the gate in the first drive. He went to Amari Cooper. I mean, Darius Slade was just all over Cooper. It, it was savagery to watch that man play. Then in the towards the end of the game in the third or fourth, it was late in the fourth quarter actually. He had a uh, two passes Darius Slay did that he could have picked off that just went through his hands. I know he hates himself for it, but Dallas was able to capitalize. Amari Cooper made a great play on the ball, ended up getting a first down, and ultimately led for the Dallas Cowboys to get the victory in Detroit on the road. So it's always good to see the Dallas Cowboys win at home when they can, but it's even better to watch them win whenever they're on the road. Because those road wins, they, they don't, they're not easy to come by. And they're going to have a tough time getting another one here against the New England Patriots this coming up Sunday. But until then, check this out. Dallas Cowboys are 6-0 and whenever they play Tony Pollard on more than 12 plays. 6-0. Yeah. and I'm undefeated. Again, it's not a knock on Zeke. Even though, again, like I said in my previous podcast, if you want to have the discussion about why running backs should get paid, I will more than I will be more than happy to have that conversation with you and again put you in your place. Nothing against you. It's just, you know, I do what I gotta do and I bring nothing but facts. So it is what it is. I was never a fan of paying Ezekiel Elliott, but I know someone that was, and I'm not gonna point any fingers because you can't see me pointing any fingers. So instead <laughs> I'm gonna just say his name. It's my boy JC right across from me. I said pay the man. That's right. And how do you feel about it thus far? Because Obviously, like you said, he's having a pretty good year. He's still in the top 10 in rushing. He can still score the ball. He's still a very good threat. But watching out what Tony Pollard has, has done in his limited snaps and his limited amount of touches that he gets per game, do you think paying Ezekiel Elliott was the right call? You know what? Right now, I'm going to say, you know what? Right now, as you know, just from... A sit back just from uh, the eye test. Let's give it the eye test. Right now. I have no I have uh, those like Asian. I can't see very well. <laughs> Let's give it the eye test. Right now, Zeke is not passing the eye test. But I don't think it's just Zeke by himself. Okay. I think Travis Frederick is still struggling. To, he's not Travis Frederick he once was before his, you know, guy. I can't, I can't, even, say, I can't even say it. Before his, you know, his disorder was diagnosed last year. I mean, you know, you did so well with that thing that uh, Mario Cooper had, but yeah, plantar fasciitis. But see, yeah. I can't even say the guy had Barry Centrum. I can't say it. But Travis, right, Frederick, really Travis Frederick is not Travis Frederick once was. He's gonna win come comeback player of the year. I'll tell you this right now: Travis Frederick will win comeback player of the year. I'm calling really? it, calling that right now. Calling oh, it right okay. now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. 
Okay, but now remember, we just lost that left guard, Connor Williams. And, but you know what? Connor Williams does not look very good at all. I mean, real quick, I mean, what about Jimmy Garoppolo? Johnny Garoppolo? Oh, yeah, yeah. Johnny Garoppolo, Johnny Football. No, no, that's a different Jimmy. Johnny. <laughs> Jimmy Football. Jimmy Football, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what? He's definitely going to be in. The, he's definitely going to be up in there. And, you, you, know, you don't think he'll win it? I don't think he'll he's win it. Quarterback, 8-1, I think. Yeah, but you know, how much is that attributed to the defense? How much is that true? Jimmy G only has like three games over three touchdowns. But I mean, when you go from having the top two pick to being a top two team, I mean, don't you think that that counts for something? It does, but you don't see and it's a I quarterback. Pop, but you don't see I popping numbers from Jimmy G. You don't need. Really I mean, I'm just saying it's a quarterback position against right. a center. So you're right. You're right. But you know what, Travis Frederick. You know, here in Dallas, he's beloved by everybody and every Thanks. Cowboys fan. It's a beard. Everybody loves a beard. The guy gives back to his community. He gives back to his team. He does everything. He he it, he can be Mr. Cowboy right now. If you have to point at anybody on this team to be the leader after Dak, it could be Travis Frederick. It All could right, be. So, so real quick though, we're gonna go back to this Zeke thing. Okay, I, Zeke, I, Zeke, Zeke. How, how do you feel about these team paying these guys and going forward? Because right now this is only his fourth year of his rookie contract. He still has that fifth year option that will that it's already got picked up, and that's where he's gonna play at. And then on top of that, you have a four-year contract, so essentially six years of Zeke. Minimum of five if you don't pay him for that last year. No, it don't look amazing right now. He's not. You're he's, right. He's not leading the league in rushing like nope. he's paid to do. Facts. He's not doing that. Pay but number one I, money to be. I think it team. will get better. I think it will get better because in the playoffs you need to be able to run the ball. Are you? Um, you okay. will. You will need to be able to run the ball. You remember last year against the Rams, we got our we got our butts smacked around and, and by who, C. Who did that? By C.J. Anderson. Oh you know? man, I wonder how much he was making at the time. You know what, Penny's probably, but he's more than making more than me, making yeah. less than Zeke. Who had a bigger game? Him or Todd Gurley? Man, they both had over 100 yards. Yeah, I think. But I remember it was CJ, which is what thing. I mean, Tony Pollard could have a big game in there with Zeke too. But, to but see, Tony. Zeke. But see, who would you have after Zeke? The Cowboys have proven that they don't. I mean, they don't know how to draft the running back outside of the second round. Barber's been a pretty nice success. Yeah. Marion Barber wasn't a first round pick. You're right, but how long goes Marion Barber? That was over ten years ago. Yeah. And then Tony Pollard. It I did mean, it work? It did work with Marion Barber, but how many times out of 10, 12 years? I mean, you had Demarco Murray who had injury issues. It, but uh, injury, third round pick. And hey, he was second. I thought he was second round third pick. Third round pick. I remember because he came out of Oklahoma. It was nice, very nice. We had him, but he also has the rushing record here in Dallas with over eighteen hundred yards in one season. He does have it. Third rounder. One season. Then he went to Philly and did what? Uh, I'm just saying. He went to Tennessee and had a great year there, too. I mean, but that's, they gave the ball to him 600 times. Yeah, yeah. But he did it, right? I'm, I'm just saying, you know, why do I need to pay Ezekiel Elliott when I can go find some yeah. random 20-year-old kid that hasn't been popped as much and he can give me the same production? Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? You got me there. But you know what? I don't think they made the bad. I don't think they made the wrong decision to pay Ezekiel because they have it. They have the talent. It's just executing in some positions and then play calling in some positions. Okay, all right. I mean, it's just it, it's a team sport. We got to remember that. It is even a team with sport. Three all pros, even know, with three all pros, even with three all pros that should have been drafted in the first round. Lyle Collins is good. Yeah, Zach I mean, Barnes is left guard really, is really good. Mm-hmm. Connor Williams is hurt though, and Xavier Suofilo is our left guard right now. Yeah. But I'm better than you're better than Suofilo. So, so you're saying that he needs five top fifty picks in order to be good. That's what you're telling me. I think he needs better blocking. I, I'm just saying. I think he's. I mean, he's still averaging over four yards a carry. He's not doing bad. He's. We just. He's just not at over a thousand fifteen hundred yards that we want from him. 
I mean, he, for number one money, I want I want you to be above one. I need you to be like one 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 eight. He better be, but he's not, and that's a that's a matter of fact right now. So, do you think they made the mistake? No, of Z? big time. I I wouldn't pay any running. Go ask the Rams how they feel about paying Todd Gurley right now. Ask the but Vikings how much they regret paying Adrian Peterson. That's the Rams' fault, though. Todd Gurley had to, has a degenerative knee with arthritis. That's, that, that's their own fault. Zeke, Zeke doesn't have anything like that. Not yet. That happened to Todd Gurley in year four. So, I mean, this is technically year four for Ezekiel Elliott. So, are you saying Zeke's going to have arthritis? I'm not saying he's going to have anything. I'm just saying, why would you do that to yourself when guys like Josh Jacobs are coming out? When these guys that are nowhere, Dalvin Cook, a second-round pick, is being a beast. You can go get a first-round running back or a second-round running back to get this kind of numbers. It's been proven. And none of them have the offensive line that Ezekiel Elliott has, which is what's even worse about this. Ezekiel with three All-Pro players on that on that offensive line, and a fourth guy that would have been a first-round pick had his girlfriend not got murdered. No, I'm not trying to take shots, man. That that does suck for him. But had he not been, you know, with all that uh, controversy with the cops and everything, that dude was a lock him to be a first-round pick, and Dallas snatched him up. Four first-round picks on that offensive line. I I need you to be way more productive than what you're being, and you're being paid top-flight money. Come on, man. But see, you got to think back. Let's go back in time into where they actually paid Zeke. Dak was not any, in a position to where he looked like he could carry this offense. Dak, Dak didn't look like Dak of right now. Dak looked like Alex Smith. Dak looks like very much like Alex Smith of the past before he broke his leg in his 17 different pieces. Alex Smith did pretty good with the Chiefs with not a great running game. Yeah, but he also had Andy Reid, who was probably the best offensive mind in the game right now. But, I mean... Yeah, Andy Reid, I mean, honestly, is underrated by so many. That's Every, probably one of the best coaches without a Super Bowl. Exactly. I, I love Andy Reid. Now that he's not in Philadelphia anymore, I love Andy Reid. With, with McNabb, oh, my gosh. McNabb and Westbrook, oh, my goodness. But see, him in Kansas City, I mean, it, it, he really shows what he can do, especially given the talent with them over there, Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, oh my gosh, who couldn't have a good offense? Yeah, but Nico Harmon, the rest of them. Nico Harmon, exactly. But see, Andy Reid, even without Patrick Mahomes, they, they had who? Matt Moore, and they won? Yeah, they made some nice plays out there. Believe me, my fantasy team knows it. But see, going back to, you know, before the season, you know, when they paid Zeke, they, I mean, nobody really expected Dak to carry the team except Dak. Dak bet on himself. Dak was offered what thirty three million, yeah, thirty two million, and, yeah, for the, and he turned it down. Yeah, and he turned it down, and it's paying off. Dak is the NFC Offensive Player of the Week after four hundred forty four yards and three touchdowns and eighteen rushing yards. Can't forget yeah. the eighteen rushing yards. Back to back four hundred plus yard game. I mean, it was nice for Dak. So. Real quick, again, obviously with the Zeke thing, we're going two separate I'll ways. Still, I still pay him. Oh, you know what? I don't care. Get, take my money. I don't for, care. For, for Zeke? Zeke is a top five running back in the game. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay him with like, uh, what do they call those? Uh, what do they call those little candies? Uh, oh, man, they're, they're kind of like uh, gummy bears, but they're not. Oh, man, jelly beans. That's what jelly I'll pay. <laughs> I'll pay Zeke. Really they're jelly like beans. <laughs> because you know what? The only person that I'm going to pay actually big money to at running back position is nobody. That's who. No running back should get that kind of money. It's just... You don't do it. There's plenty of younger guys that take a lot less hits. I can go get the same production from two different guys. Look what the San Francisco 49ers are doing. Which one of those guys is honestly considered a top 15 running back? None. Zero. Yet their running game is still very effective. You just do what you got to do and make it happen, all right? No running back is that crucial to the game. That's just a fact. I'm sorry. It, it is, is what it is. No apology. It's okay. But Kyle Shanahan is also a really good offensive coordinator. Yeah, that is. I mean, right. he really is. I mean, but Kellen Moore has a lot of growing to do. He has a lot of growing to do. And 
I want to see what his what he does against Belichick in this number one defense because this defense is very very good in New England at home. I mean everybody's everybody's high on the high horse right now in Dallas. I mean everybody's oh we just came off a win. You're right, but we beat the dummies of Detroit. Yeah, like, that's true. And so I mean we're going against the Patriots. They're nine and one for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and uh, back back to the Dak Prescott thing. You said the guy had killer games back to back. He's like you said, NFC Player of the Week. That was phenomenal on his side of the world. But now we get we we went through Zeke's contract and whether he should get paid. How do you feel about Dak? What kind of money should he get paid? Should he get paid at all? Period. Or should you just test your luck and go out there and go grab you another uh, quarterback? Okay, now if the Cowboys weren't willing to give up on Zeke and go out and get another running back, what makes you think they can give up Dak? And you know what? This goes beyond football and the football field because Dak is a market marketable quarterback that is known across the nation. No matter where you go. Everybody knows who Dak Prescott is. Everybody knows who Zeke Elliott is. Everybody knows what team they play for. So it's about the money they it's bring all, in. It's all about the money that brings in. I guess they're the gameplay. And that, that is exactly what Jerry Jones is. And, you know, I mean, Dak, I mean, give the man his credit. He is leading the league with over 3,200 yards passing. He is leading the league in passing. And on pace for 5,200 yards. 5,200 yards. Think about that. He's never had a 4,000-yard passing season. He's never it's had all, 24 touchdowns. He's, he's already had 21. Exactly. So, Dak Prescott, he's going to set career highs this year already. He's already setting career highs. He's getting ready to blast past all of his past numbers. And Zeke Elliott, I mean, yeah, he's going to hit 1,000 yards for, the, what, the third consecutive year or the second consecutive year? Second consecutive. Because, oh, my gosh, dude, like 15 yards away from, like, his second year. I mean, that, that was a BS suspension. He would have had four consecutive 1,000-yard seasons, think about it. But, I mean, Dak, I mean, he's going to be an offensive player, like, to reckon with the rest of his career. But now they're going to give him money. Now, is it over 35? Because Russell Wilson making $35 million a year. Russell Wilson is in the MVP conversation, top two. Because Lamar Jackson right now is a- itching, is like the one A one B is one A one B, and Lamar Jackson is one A one B. Then you have number two. I'm well, technically number three would be Christian McCaffrey. Then number four is Dak Prescott. Yep, they're right. Uh, Dak Prescott's actually tied with Patrick Mahomes. Right is now, he so. really? Yeah, those guys are right there. Actually, Aaron Rodgers number four, and then number five is uh, Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott. So. Well, see that, but that's what we're saying. It's like Dak is top five. You know, well, it's odd-wise. Odd-wise, Dak Prescott's top five MVP race. You know, so they're definitely going to do that. Jerry Jones seeing dollar signs right now. So they're going to see dollar signs. They're going to give him the bank. They're, right. they're going to pay him. Yep, and and I'm, I see your point. He's having a great year. Like you said, he's on pace to be a killer, have a killer year this season. But they got to pay him Mark Cooper, too. Yep. We keep forgetting that. They got to pay him Mark Cooper. Anthony Brown's going to be a free agent. Who actually is out for the year? Mm-hmm. But I mean, so you're talking about Dak. You're talking about Cooper. You're talking about Byron Jones. Byron Jones, you know, and it's like. Jalen Smith was smart. He walked into that office before anybody else started negotiating. He said, hey, let's let's do this. Give me a number and I'll give you a number. Let's meet in the middle. What they do? They met in the middle. And Jalen Smith leads the leads the team in tackles with 90 right now. He's not he's not as effective. I I, I will say that. I love Jalen Smith. He's not having the all all pro year that I want him to, but he's still very, very good. He's a very high caliber player. He is having himself a very nice season. But there's something to be said for having a great year on your contract year. By far, Tank Lawrence's best year has been whenever he was on that contract, when he was trying to get the big payday. And I think that's what Dak Prescott is doing. And don't get me wrong, there's going to be people out here, oh, man, this guy just hates Dak Prescott, blah, blah, blah. I was on the train before this man got drafted in Dallas. 
I knew who he was before I guarantee you 99.98% of Cowboys Nation knew who this man even thought to be. Yet, I wanted him here because I knew he was going to be a good quarterback. But there again, him having a great year is awesome to watch. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the guy has become an absolute beast. He's going up to the line, changing plays, making audibles. He's doing things that he's supposed to be doing as a fourth-year quarterback. But... Why is he waiting until week uh, to his fourth year? Some of you saying, oh, well, obviously it takes time. Yeah, I know this. But with this much time, you have a great receiver in Amari Cooper. You just talked about also a contract year. Who's also having his best year on a contract year. 866 receiving yards. With seven touchdowns already. He's matched up his career high at seven touchdowns. So believe me, there's something to be said for these contract years. Once that year hits, these players know. Next year is that big money. The rookie contract is always the one that you start off with. Second contract, that's the big money one. That's the one that sets up your kids, your grandkids, your great-great-grandkids. That's the one that sets you up for life. And if you're lucky to get a third one, that's obviously extra stuff that you can do whatever you want with. But this contract year for Dak Prescott has me a little bit worried. Because, yes, he's having a phenomenal year. And I think this is where Daz is going to go out there and say, hey, you know what? This is our quarterback of the future. Let's go out there and just completely kill the market again. You know what? We'll, we'll set it again, even though we said we weren't going to be market setters. And we'll go out there and give Dak 37. What? Whoa. I, I, that's what I'm predicting. I think Dak gets 37. I'm, I'm not saying he deserves it one bit, even though he is having a great year. And I love him as a quarterback. Great leader. This team loves him and respects him. Guy knows how to handle a mic when he's on the podium and stuff like that. But to say that he's going to have this kind of a year, a year in, year out, I, honestly, I don't know. Personally, I would rather the Cowboys say a franchise tag. Yes, I know it would cost him more money in the long run, but you get to see if he's able to do it one more time. Because if he can't do it, then, well, hey, you know what? We got a good quarterback, and if he's not willing to take $30 million, hey, man, you know what? As tough as it'll be, and, and I don't know how, how great a rookie quarterback will react to it, but we're going to set you up with a top-tier running back, a top-tier receiver in Amari Cooper. We're going to give you a very good offensive line, and we're just going to see what we can work with. I mean, if I was Dak, you got I mean, to think about the possibilities. He's already in a Campbell's commercial. He's already in, you know, he's being sponsored left and right because why? Because he's a Dallas Cowboy. He's a quarterback for America's team. I don't care what you say. The court, the Cowboys could be two and fourteen, like we were four and twelve a few years ago. What are we? We are still America's team for that reason, for that star, for that star on the side of his helmet. But he will have endorsements out the wazoo, no matter what. As long as he plays for the Cowboys, he will have endorsements. And I mean, thirty million dollars. Give me thirty million dollars. I'll go throw the ball to Murray. Just here, catch, go. You know, just. But Dak is gonna get paid, no matter what. No matter what, I mean, Dak haters say. No matter what Dak lovers say. No matter what, Dak is going to get paid. And like you said, they could reset the market. I hope they don't. I really hope they don't. Because that's just going to be less, you know, less of the cap space to go around for Amari Cooper. I mean, Byron Jones. Somebody's going to get left out. And somebody's not going to be happy. And, I mean, a lot of Cowboy fans are going to be on the fence. And a lot of them are watching what's going on right now. Everybody's on the Dak train, Dak train, Dak train. But as soon as he, I mean, you got to remember, before the season, rumors came out, he's acting $40 million a year, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right now, he's looking like a $40 million quarterback. He, yeah. he probably won't get that. He probably definitely won't get that. I think the only person 
who's really worth it right now, maybe it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, legit, really, Patrick Mahomes, maybe even Russell Wilson right now. Oh, yeah, oh, Russell, Wilson, Russell Wilson is a beast. But, I mean, he's leading my fantasy team. Like, oh, my goodness, I'm so glad I drafted early quarterbacks. So. But not, not leading you in front of me, though. So. No, I mean, I'm right behind you. You'll be all right. Uh, where, where were you again? I am in third place. Uh, so not in front of me is what you're trying to I say. I said, I'm right behind you. I'm oh, right behind yeah, you. Okay, that makes sense. I was behind you that nothing. Let, let, keep, let's keep it moving. Dak right. Prescott is going to get paid. He's going to get 35 plus. He's going to get 35 million minimum. Jerry Jones has seen it. And they were smart to offer him low, go 33. They try to get him an offer, get him signed before the season because maybe they seen it coming. Maybe, or maybe Dak seen it coming. That's why he turned it down in the beginning. But right now, Dak is the best thing going for the Cowboys, and Dak is the reason why they're six and four. Not Kellen Moore, not Jason Garrett, and definitely not Zeke right now. Or they, the defense. Or the defense. Like, what happened to this run defense? Can they stop anybody? Yeah, I mean, the way they looked, I mean, hell, I think I could probably run for 100 yards against these people. And I love that defense, but even they got players all across the board. One of which, like you said, he's out for the year. Anthony Brown is having surgery. I think he tore a tricep muscle or something like that. It was pretty bad. But he'll be out for the year. And this is where, again, I wish injury on nobody. If you're an a-hole and you want to wish injury on somebody, you're a douchebag. That's, that's, that's just it's facts. I'm sorry you suck. But it just happened to Anthony Brown. It, it is what it is. But I am extremely happy that now my boy Jordan Lewis gets to play. Whenever he was drafted for Michigan, believe me, there was nobody more excited than I was. Because I absolutely love this guy. The number one slot corner coming out of the draft. He's an absolute phenomenal player, but... Punk A, Chris Richard just doesn't want to play him because he's not six foot. Hate that guy for that. Now he has to play Jordan Lewis. He has no choice because Jordan Lewis is better than Anthony Brown. And everybody knows it. Everybody sees it because Jordan Lewis finds the ball no matter what. He finds turnovers. He had a fumble recovery for a touchdown a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And a great pass breakup that, that stopped plenty of touchdowns this season alone. So Jordan Lewis is a great playmaker. And honestly, with the Anthony Brown contract coming up, this injury, do you think that's a guy that they resign? Because obviously now Anthony Brown is up for a contract, and so is Byron Jones. So how do you think that's going to work that out? Yo, you know, and I mean, I mean, everybody, best answer is, oh, just for, just time Byron Jones. You know what I mean? Anthony Brown's hurt, yada, yada, yada. But listen, Anthony Brown is going to be super cheap. Anthony Brown has been proven to be somewhat effective for this team. Anthony Brown, could you could get him at a million in that to two million dollars because he's coming off the injury but again if he t if he decides to test the market he'll definitely get five and five or more anywhere else and that's what you have to hope for you have to hope that he just jumps on this contract right now give him a three-year five to six to seven million dollar contract similar to jeff heath nobody likes jeff heath jeff heath is a below average you know quality defensive back you know in the nfl but anthony brown is a quality can be a starter anywhere else he could be a top. He's a top three corner on any team. He might be better than Cheeto right now. Cheeto, oh my goodness. I mean, I'm going to go back to what you said last week because you brought up a good point and we just seen it again. Cheeto is not very good. Cheeto is not a very good nope. cornerback. Jordan Lewis might be better than, che than Cheeto. Oh, yeah. But he's just, his height will not let him be an, an outside cornerback. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it really won't let him. And as much as we like Jordan Lewis, He's, he's a slot cornerback like Orlando Scandrick. He's Orlando Scandrick 2.0 without, you know, fighting. In the fight, he's literally the same exact player. You know, just like, you know, Ryan Switzer was Cole Beasley 2.0. They just gave up on Ryan Switzer way too early. 
they gave up on, on him too early, but we got Randall Cobb, so, you know, that's neither here nor there, but the fact of the matter is, you have to choose Anthony Brown and Byron Jones right now, you want to choose Byron Jones, Byron Jones, if I were him, give me 10 million a year and call it a day, because you know that's going to get paid, if I were Byron Jones, you go into Jerry Jones' office, Stephen Jones' office, and let him know, hey, look, I need to, I want my contract done, like, now, ASAP, you know, and whatever number they give you, if you're going to try to be greedy and get 14 instead of 11 or 12, I mean, that's not you, homie. Go ahead, you know, test the market. But, I mean, they may use a franchise tag on Byron Jones. I don't want to take that other question because they're going to have to sign one of these guys. And it's going to be three guys, Dak, Amari, or Byron Jones. They're going to sign one, maybe two. And they're in the, you know, the odd they get all three, they're going to go back into that dead money. Captain. To that dead money. Remember when Tony Romo, that that money just came off the books like last year. Dak Prescott, I mean, the, the, the dead Brian. Brian. Yes, I mean, exactly. So, I mean, you have to be really be careful with the money because that contract by Zeke, as much as I love Zeke, and I'm glad they paid him because he's still, he's going to be around for a while. Oh, and it, this might be one of his, you know, his lower years because I think there's a lot more Zeke to come. I really do. And I really think that he's gonna be he's gonna have better days. But we will see the day where Zeke is gonna be cut and Zeke will be let go because he's not the Ezekiel Elliott of twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. He's gonna be he's gonna be the Ezekiel Elliott of twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, where he's lost the steps, where he's gonna turn into Jerome Bettis. You remember Jerome Bettis? Oh yeah. Hall of Famer, the bus. Jerome Bettis was an absolute tank. That's what he's gonna turn into at the end of his career. And as much as we love Zeke, the Cowboys are not ready to have a running game of that nature yeah that, that wasn't a really and, and, and that and in the future i'm calling it, we will have dead cat money from zeke and everybody will look back as a at that as similar to the death brian contract it's similar to the tony romo contract that was a purely emotional signing for jerry jones and stephen jones you know but zeke do not get me wrong i love zeke he will end up hurting this team in the long run but right now Byron Jones, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, which one gets a franchise tag? Oh, man. Out of all of them, I, I'll, man, it sucks because he's such a real cool guy. But, again, I'm just go back to Dak Prescott. I love that he's having a killer year. But at the end of the day, it is what it is, man. I, I got to see you do it more than one time. The contract year is great. And, you know what? Tank had an awesome year. And he's continuing to be pretty good for this team. The best defensive lineman on the squad, even though he does, he's not leading them currently in sacks. But he does bring a lot of pressure and he does bring a lot of attention to himself. So Tank de definitely deserves it. But if I had to take anybody, it would have to be Dak, man. I got to see it one more time. Especially I got to see how you're going to finish out this year. He's done a pretty good job with even in the games that Ezekiel Elliott is struggling in. But as, as if he can go out there and, and win the division again, that'll be three and four years that he gets to take the NFC East, lead this team to the playoffs, and honestly just make magic happen because as a fourth-round quarterback, I guarantee you, Nobody in the league, absolutely nobody in the league, expected this man to do anything that he's been doing or anything possible or even close to it. People thought Tony Romo was going to be here for a while and he'll make some things happen, but he went down. Kevin Moore went down and Dak Prescott stepped in. And guess what? Once he took that job, there is nothing letting him down. In that same draft class, along with Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, both of those guys are way, way higher picks than this. They went one and two, whereas Dak, Pre Dak Prescott won in the fourth round. And if you see their percentages in their last 16 games, Dak Prescott's at 69%, very near very near 70. 69. Oh, God. Oh, man, you, you got to remember, we're very immature people. But uh, uh, Carson Wentz, on the other hand, he's, at, he's not even clearing 64%. 
And Jared Goff, the number one overall pick, isn't clearing 61%. So Dak Prescott has definitely been having himself a, a better year than most, especially in his last 16 starts. Having a guy like Amari Cooper helps, though. And that's where I'm like, you know what, Dak? I love you, man. And I know you want that, that big contract to set the market and do all this. But we have to pay Amari Cooper, man. He got to stay happy. We just paid Ezekiel. He needs to stay happy. There's no way that we can build a great team around you, pay everybody, and pay you. So that's where, you know what? Again, I hate to bring up Tom Brady on this because, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But you got to do it, Tom Brady, man. Take a step back in the, in the, in the money-wise. You're going to make plenty of money based on commercials and everything else that you make here, endorsements. So just take a, a seat back. Hey, man, you know what? If you settle for 25, 30, that'd be phenomenal. Plenty of money for everyone else to get paid around you. And you'll be making money just out the wazoo, man. So money is one thing you will not have to worry about as long as you're a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Now, with that being said, first you have to get to the NFC East. And that's where this division has obviously become a two-team division between the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. What happened to this division? I mean, just a few years. I mean, remember whenever there was RG3 and, I mean, Romo and, I mean, this... This division was good Eli Manning. Good Eli Manning. I mean, not dumb dumb man. Not dumb dumb face. I mean, not Daniel <laughs> Jones. But I mean, you, oh, Eli two point oh. Eli two point oh. But this, this this division, you know, it has a lot of youth, and it's you know in New York and Washington, Dwayne Haskins, Danny Dimes, and then you have, I mean, you can call them kind of veterans right now. Yep. Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. They they both got over three seasons. You know, three and a half. You know, this is their fourth season under the belts. So you're you're looking at two teams with veteran quarterbacks now, and then you're talking about two teams with rookie quarterbacks. And so you have a lot of youth in this division. Not a single quarterback is over the age of 26. Yep. So you're talking about, I mean, for the next 10 years, you're talking about four teams that legit have really have decent quarterbacks at oh, the yeah. position. Wayne Haskins was a machine at Ohio State. And- one day he'll pick it up here in the NFL, but yeah, and Danny Dimes. I mean, Danny Daniel Jones has really shown hit flashes here and the, here and there that what he can really do with his arm. And he's somewhat mobile. He's more mobile than Eli Dwayne Haskins. I mean, a lot of people think he's a mobile quarterback. He's really not. He's really not. If if anybody knows Jameis Winston, the crab legs. He <laughs> Dwayne Haskins is not very mobile himself. He's. I mean. Really similar to these guys, Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz are probably the two most mobile quarterbacks in the in the division. So, out of these four guys, Daniel Jones, Dak, Carson Wentz, Dwayne Haskins, who you think is going to have the best career? And all said and done. Oh man, I, I hate to do this because I absolutely dislike. You better not. I'm sorry, man. You better not. I will fight you. I'm gonna go with Dak Prescott. Yes. And Wait, not what? Be the guy. Whoa. No. I, no. I love you, Dad. You pulled I, the rug. On potential and what I think he could do, and again, everybody and their mothers thought that Daniel Jones was going to be a bum, the Giants overreach, and all that good stuff about they him. They did, but, but I think that's going to be a guy that he's going to grow with Saquon Barkley, and even though he looks like Dum Dum Manning 2.0, the dude has great positioning of the ball. I mean, if his receivers weren't were better than average, this guy would have way better stats right now. He is putting some balls. I hate it whenever they gave him the name Danny Dimes. No rookie should deserve that out the gate. But the way he's placing these balls, it is just dead in center, away from the defenders. Yes, he has turnovers. It's going to happen, man. It's his rookie year. But most of his ball placements have just been ridiculous. Overall, as a whole, I mean, he already has 15 touchdowns. Obviously, the eight interceptions is a very bad look. 
but 15 touchdowns, and he hasn't even played the entire season. With again his best receiver being Golden Tate, that that guy right there would be at maybe the slot receiver for Dallas currently right now. There's no way he's starting over Gallup or Cooper. And then there's Evan Ingram, who's actually legit his best player over there, even though he's not a receiver as a tight end, who's also been dealing with injuries. But Daniel Jones to me has the best potential. I don't say Carson wins strictly on the strictly for the fact that. The dude normally stays living on stretchers. He's hurt all yeah, the time. All the time. And yes, it hasn't happened yet. And I do not wish that upon him, even though I hate Philadelphia. But again, it's just a guy that Carson Wentz, if he were to stay healthy, the dude is the, he's the most talented by far. It's not even close. But for some reason, the man can't stay healthy. And Philadelphia receivers are just dropping balls left and right. Um, you would think these guys are like bad clowns who just... Suck at juggling. Do you think they're going to do like that movie Invincible with, you know, with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Vince Papali? You know, they have an open tryout. How how epic and how hilarious do you think that would be? Doug Peterson running an open tryout with nothing but a bunch of guys drinking at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about that. Should they have an open tryout? That's going to be it. That's going to be a poll. I'm going to go put that up. Cowboys Nation down. That, I mean, just go go look at it. We're gonna put up a poll. Should the Eagles have open tryouts for their, you know, their wide receiver position? Just, and uh, how many of their guys would they cut to replace them with you guys? Yeah, how many guys would actually make the team? How many guys are actually impressed? Go out there and run a four three. <laughs> I could run a four three, maybe like a four hour and three minute kind of a thing. That's not very fast. But overall, let's look at the Eagles because right now they're currently five and five, second in the division. I don't like the Eagles. I I dislike them myself. But check out the rest of the schedule. And Nobody, this is why I still believe they're going to win the division. I don't think they're going to win the I'm division. I'm sorry. Look, okay. They have the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to lose to the Seahawks. It's a tough game, but they're at home, okay? They're still going to lose so, to the Seahawks. I think Philadelphia pulls off the upset here. I think the Seahawks win that game. Uh, okay, maybe they do and maybe they don't. But Russell they, Wilson is literally like we'll, top two MVP. We'll say, they, we'll say they lose just for your sakes. Okay? Yes, they're so, going to lose. It'll be five and six, okay? After that. They have the Miami Dolphins. They're going to lose that game, too. Oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> we, we can put an apartment complex football team to beat the Miami Dolphins. There you go. All right. Then they play the New York Dum Dum Giants. I'm calling upset right there. The Giants will upset the Eagles right there. Yeah, the Giants will be upset because the Eagles just beat them that bad. Whoa. Then we're going to have the uh, Eagles playing the Redskins. They will beat the Redskins. I think I think I could beat the Redskins. Yep. I, I, I definitely be seeing them beating the Redskins. And by then, they're on a three-game win streak, and they're going to be hosting Dallas. Dallas, as you know, last time completely smoked them. So yeah. this is where payback comes into play. And I think they win that game. Sorry, Cowboys Nation. Man, I love you guys, but I think payback is going to be a, well, you know. And uh, the Eagles, obviously, they're going to be finishing off their season playing Week 17 against the New York Giants. And the Giants are going to win again at home? Yeah, they're going to win a beating because that's exactly what the Eagles are about to do to them. Now, on the other side of the thing, again, I have the Eagles winning the division. My boy JC obviously has the Cowboys. Yes. But now let's look at the Cowboys, how they're going to finish out this season. Sure. And they're 6-4 and four currently, okay? For sure. They're going to play Tom Brady and the, and the New England Patriots. Yeah. We are I mean, we're, in okay. Foxborough. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there real fast because all these Cowboy fans are talking mess on social media. And it's like, dude, we just got them beating the, the, the Lions. Yes, Barely. I get it. Barely beating the Lions. With Jeff Driscoll. Nobody heard of Jeff Driscoll before this week. Before last week, he had one career touchdown and just doubled it. He tripled it. Now he has three career touchdowns, and two of them came against Dallas. Yep. I'm literally saying he had over – we should have, like – they should not have scored anything. They could have had seven points, and I get that. Bo Scarborough decides to have his career day. I mean, well, that's really his only start. 55 yep. yards and a touchdown. That's going to be his career highlight, season highlight. 
oh, I beat the team that drafted me and they cut me and then signed somewhere else. But Jeff Driscoll should not have even had a fight, you know, against us. But nonetheless, now we get to go up against the number one defense in the league in New England, even though, granted, they did lose to the Ravens. But we are not the Ravens. We are definitely not the Ravens. And we are in New England. And that's where things are going to get very interesting because I, I called the upset a while back and I, I truly do that believe that Dallas will win this game. Honestly, because Dallas is known for a few things here. They're known for doing things they're not supposed to do, like beating the New England Patriots. And they're known for giving people hope by beating the New England Patriots. So those two things add up and then everybody's going to go back to talking how the Dallas Cowboys are Super Bowl bound. How they're the best team in the world, blah, 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 blah. Again, I love this team just like you guys. But realistically, that's going to be one thing that Dallas does to get back on that high horse. Then let's say they do somehow beat the New England Patriots because that's going to be tough. You're in Foxborough. You're on the road. It's going to be easily one of the toughest games that you play all year, if not the toughest one. So they still have the Buffalo Bills next where they face Cole Beasley back here on Thanksgiving. That's a good defensive team right there. Josh Allen is mobile, and obviously Jeff Driscoll just had this way with the Cowboys. So I'll... You know, there's kind of reason to believe there that Josh Allen will do the exact same thing and probably do a lot more. Then there's the Chicago Bears. It's a game that, you know what, now looking at the Bears, you laugh at them and you're like, ah, you know what, that should be a pretty easy win. Dallas finds a way to lose these games. This is the kind of game that the defense should be able to punch Mitch Trubisky square in the mouth and just make things happen. But it's in Chicago. It's in December. It's in the cold. It's on a Sunday night. So believe me, that cold night, it's going to get to him. Chicago Bears, those people are used to the cold. Dallas Cowboys, not so much. So that's what you have to worry about is what they're going to be able to do against players like Khalil Mack and the rest of that defense. Because the way those guys have been playing, yes, it's not the best football. But in that cold weather, anything can happen. Then after that, they have the Los Angeles Rams, another team that has been struggling. But again... That running game, for some reason, if Todd Gurley is alive and well, he will absolutely dice up this defense. But they're not. That's the thing. It's like the Bears are struggling in offense. The Rams are struggling in offense. Even the Eagles are struggling on offense. Would you say they're struggling more or less than the Detroit Lions? This, who, the Eagles? Yeah, No, no, no. The Bears and the Rams. The Bears are worth the, – the Lions just dropped 27 on us. The, the, okay. the Bears have – an injured, quote-unquote, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. They benched him last week against, you know, for, you know, Chase Daniel. And Chase Daniel being a backup quarterback for Dallas Cowboys. Of course, backup quarterbacks do well. Remember the infamous Colt McCoy? I love Colt McCoy. I love Colt McCoy. From Texas, played at Texas, played, you know. But, I mean, he he, he just had the Cowboys number. I mean, he beat the Cowboys back on Monday Night Football a while back. Jeff Driscoll just dropped 27 on Mm -hmm. the Cowboys. And, that week, if Mitch just hurt or just gets benched, Chase Daniel, he might drop 30s. Which is what, you know, it kind of scares me. If Chase Daniel is able to go out there and with Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, somehow David Montgomery gets going, Tariq Cohen is a machine catching the ball out of the backfield. So that, that offense, again, they're not looking anywhere kind of good. But it's a team that could definitely give Dallas some struggles, even though they honestly shouldn't. And the Rams, again, you see... If Cooper Cup plays, I don't know if Dallas has a slot corner that can keep up with him, even if Jordan Lewis is there. If not, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, if he's available at that time, Todd Gurley, I mean, they just have weapons out the Yale, literally everywhere. Again, the Eagles game, I have them losing that game because it'll be a revenge game for the Eagles. They'll have a win against the Redskins because, again, my grandmother and her friends can beat the Redskins. <laughs> so, 
again, I, my, me personally, I still have the Eagles taking the division, but I, that's for me. JC, I don't know how you feel about that myself. I mean, the Cowboys, I still think, I mean, they may lose against Patri- Patriots, but I think they'll beat the Bills. Cole Beasley will score a touchdown against us. I, th- that Bills game could be really scary, but the Bills are beatable. They, I mean, they, they're used to playing up north, and it'll be a home game for Dallas. I think that's going to be in, much more in their favor for Dallas because – Don't you think that adds more to the Bills? You know, they get to be finally in a primetime game. They want to win on the road to punch. And you're right, it's a Thanksgiving game. But Everybody wants to win there. You're right, but Dak is used to the spotlight. Last year he played, the year before he played. But, I mean, the Bills, I don't think, are used to the spotlight. Josh Allen – very good. Now, I mean, I will not discredit him. He is very good. He, he helped. Still hate him. He 33 points on my fantasy team last week. I don't even care. That guy is all right in my book. And he will give the Cowboys fits. But this offense is still number one in the league right now. And I don't. I just don't think their <laughs> offense can keep up with us. So, the. I mean, that's, that's the only way this team is going to be able to win games. This team will have to outscore teams. The Cowboys will have to outscore the Patriots. They'll have to outscore the Bills, the Bears, the Rams, the Eagles. And the Redskins. And I think they could do it. They have the number one offense. I think they could do it. But the Patriots defense giving up 10 points a game. Yeah, those guys are phenomenal out there. 10 How is points. this offense going to stack up against those guys? That's going to be a game of the week. That's going to be game of the year right here. For it's, Dallas, it could be. It's going to be the number one offense versus number one scoring defense. It's going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah, some people are saying this, this could be a Super Bowl preview because both teams honestly would just – skyrocket the views, uh, probably the most viewed Super Bowl now, in all of Everness. Now, we have said in the past that we will not play Homer. We will not say this Cowboys team will make it to the Super Bowl. And I have said in the past that I will never call for the Cowboys to win the, go to the Super Bowl. Not, not, this, not this, this is nothing different. I, I mean, I've mentioned that they have the talent to make it, and everything will have to fall into place. But this team is not ready for the Super Bowl. The Packers are more ready. The Seahawks are more ready. You're talking about the 49ers are favorites in the NFC mm-hmm. right now. So the the Patriots and the 49ers are the number one favorites in both divisions right now for the for the Super Bowl. Uh, this could be a Super Bowl preview, but a lot of things will have to fall their way, and we and we cannot play the Packers in the playoffs because we'll we'll lose. Yep. All right. So. Going into this Patriots game, which which one of these receivers do you think will have a bigger game? Edelman. Uh, Edelman, okay. I'm going to tell you right now, Edelman. Out of everybody in the whole game, because I was going to tell you, Edelman will more than likely be stuck with a guy like Jordan Lewis shadowing him around, which obviously Jordan Lewis does tend to give up some plays, but it also tends to make him. So then there's Amari Cooper, who's facing one of the best cornerbacks in the game in Stephon Gilmore. That'll be one of the more fun matchups of this game. Fucking Amari Cooper outduels Stephon Gilmore in this game. What do you think about that? I uh, know because, I mean, he was hurt. He, he had one catch for seven yards last week talking about Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is going to be on snap count. And I think if Kellen Moore and this Cowboys team is smart, they're going to utilize Gallup and Randall Cobb, Tony Pollard, and Zeke, something that they really haven't done. And, I mean, Amari Cooper, as good as he is. It, oh, wait, he had three catches for 38 yards. Apologies. My apologies. But Amari Cooper, as good as he is, he does not look at 100%. He is, he did have a full practice on Wednesday. Yes, full full participation, everything like that. He's going to be good to go. He's going to play no matter what. He has not missed a game for the Cowboys in the regular season yet. And I applaud him for that. He's a tough SO son of a biscuit. But Stephon Gilmore will cover him. Stephon, I mean, they will shadow him. They will shadow him. They will double team him. They will cover the mess out of him. The Cowboys will get him involved. To keep the attention on him, but Gallup and Cobb will have very good games again. All right, now which running game do you think will be going? Because obviously Sony Michelle, 
James White are a very great tandem, and they actually outproduced Ezekiel Elliott combined last year. Nobody likes you, anyways. Um, <laughs> James James White and Sonny Michelle. This is a this is a duo that I am super scared of because the 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 Patriots are not looked at as a running team, a run dominant team. Because I mean, really, yeah, Tom Brady. I mean, nobody wants to see. I mean, nobody really wants to look at him saying, you know, oh, that's a run team. They got Brady. They're just gonna throw the ball. Brady has not been the same Brady of past. His arm strength is declining. They're going to lean on the run, especially after what the Lions just did. After everybody in the mama can run against his defense. Right now, Sonny Michelle and James White, that, that little two opposite, you know, polar opposite running backs. Sonny Michelle's a bruiser. He's going to carry the load. James White, he's going to be able to outrun these run these linebackers. El, um, Leighton Van Der Esch, if he's not healthy, he cannot keep up. Jalen Smith, as much as I love him. Can't keep up with him. Sean Lee will have to know what the Patriots are doing before they do it. And Sean Lee is very good. He's very cerebral. He's very quick. But he is Sean Lee, and he has lost a step. I love Sean Lee. Don't get me wrong, but James White is who I'm really scared of the most on this defense. All right, so what do you think the final score is going to be for this game? It's going to be somewhat of a high-scoring game. I think the Cowboys will be able to put up some points, I think, against this team. So I'm going to say 27 to 24. It's going to be a close game, but I think the Patriots win at home. You absolutely jacked my score, you. Did I really? Yeah, honestly, I had 27-24, but Dallas taking it. Oh, okay. With a missed field goal by Nick Folk, the former Cowboys kicker. Man, Brett Maher, do you think he makes a field goal this (laughs) week? Yeah, I think he makes two of them, both of them from 40 yards or closer. That is awesome. And uh, it's going to be a very fun game to watch. He sucks for math. I'm Dude, like anything under thirty yards, dude, he's trash. Yeah, you know what? Uh, he he hasn't been the best. He's definitely a roller coaster around here, but nonetheless, he's been able to make those sixty yards and go down in history as the only player to have three kicks sixty plus yards. So there's some good to him, obviously some bad, but you got to give and take around here. So if you're a football fan, I mean, this will be a very fun game for you guys. Everybody and their families will be watching this game because a you hate New England because they're a bunch of cheaters and you want them to lose. Or B, because you hate the Dallas Cowboys one way or another. Or maybe you love Dallas, and that's why you're watching. Hopefully, it's that second one. But, you know, either way, it's going to be a very great game to watch. The One of the greatest players of all time in Tom Brady will be playing against Dak Prescott, an up-and-coming player. So, one way or another, you guys are in for some great football there. We'll see if Dallas can take that next step and go 7-4 like I'm predicting, uh, predicting him to do. But until then... This is going to be the end of our show, but to add a quick wrap-up, we're going to do a mix-up on our, on our normal endings to the week, all right? We're going to go through and pick all the games, who wins and who loses, and then we're going to give you guys either a sleeper or a bust from each game, all right? So that way, it's a little bit more fantasy nuggets, along with some great picks to go for you guys. So shizzle. All right, so let's go. What we got up first? Colts at the Texans. Who you got here winning, first of all, and then you go sleeper. Okay, cool. So I have the Colts. Winning. I honestly have the close win. They've always had the Texans number. And the running back situation, Marlon Mack, Jonathan Williams had over 100 yards himself. Jonathan Williams, done. Do it. Start him because Marlon Mack is hurt with the wrist injury. Missing a couple of games. All right. Me personally, I'm going to go with the Colts. I just think that with the Colts actually taking a loss. I think the Houston Texans got embarrassed on football, especially on that big game against Lamar Jackson and the uh, Baltimore Ravens. So I think it's going to be a big bounce back game. And uh, my actually sleeper for them is going to be the defense for the Texans. I think that's going to be the guys that you want to start because those guys, like I said, they just came off getting an embarrassing, embarrassing performance 
And I think they're just gonna ready get ready to bounce back on these guys. Ty Hilton might actually play. Ty, so <laughs> keep an eye on that. If he start, if he starts, if you ain't got nobody else to play, start Ty. Whatever. All right. So uh, next game on Sunday, we have a uh, New York Giants taking on the Bears at their house. Yo, you know what? I got the Bears in at home because I mean, Daniel Dimes ain't played in a situation like that yet. Just I mean, the Bears Soldier Field or something else. But y'all sleeper sleeper, um, the Giants defense. I mean, yeah. Trubisky sucks. Just saying, Trubisky sucks. So, Giants defense, I mean, if you really got nobody, start them. All right, I'm going to take the Bears to get the W. Uh, it's just I don't think the Giants are going to come out and win the game. A bust in this one for me is going to be, I mean, this is pretty bad to say, but uh, pretty much the Bears running game, though. I think David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen aren't going to do too much in this game. The Giants are going to find a way to bottle them up. And on a rare occasion, I think Mitch Trubisky, if he does play, he's going to get them the win. And then we'll go back to, does he really suck? Does he just have some good games? Or are the Giants just that bad? All right. So then we have the Dolphins visiting the Brownies on this one. I got the Brownies taking the W because, well, the Dolphins, again, my grandmother and her friends could beat them. <laughs> so I'm going to take the Browns to get the W. Uh, sleeper of mine is going to be Kareem Hunt. He's back. I think this is where he gets his first touchdown of the season. And he just has himself a nice double-digit game in fantasy football. Um, David Njoku is back. He's going to play this week, but his snap count might be limited. But if you got anybody starting for the Browns, Landry, Chubb, Baker, Odell, even Njoku, if you're desperate, start everybody. Even the Browns defense, just do it. Yep. All right. Now, then we have the Steelers facing off with the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Um, The Steelers with their thug, uh, Mason Rudolph. The, the um, Yeah. He started that fight. He yeah, kind of he he did. did start that fight. Um, But the Steelers will win. Yeah, I got the Steelers winning mainly because J.J. Watt is just – the they def- gotta massacre the Bengals. The defense, TJ yeah. Watt. <laughs> TJ Watt, yeah. yeah. JJ the de- Watt's little brother. Starts at Steelers defense against the Bengals. Yeah, the first, Bengals suck. First, I'm gonna go with uh the tight end. I'm, I think Tyler Eifert is gonna score a touchdown. So real quick, there's a there's a um I think a restaurant owner in Cincinnati. He's he said uh back whenever they played the Cardinals, talking about the Bengals. He said if the Cardinals beat the Bengals, he will start living on his roof of the restaurant or his house until the Bengals win another game. Well. I think it's like five weeks later. I'm going to find the story, and I'll drop it on our page. Uh, take the Dallas Power Hour. Yeah, thanks. You know what? I, I, I hope he's actually sticking to that because that would be pretty funny. Yeah. No, he's literally living up there. His wife said, I've never prayed for anything so much in my life. I know there's so, <laughs> so much more to pray for than football, but if, she said she's hoping the Bills if, beat the Dolphins what ha- at one point. What do you think happens if the Bengals don't win the rest of the season? <laughs> Is you he know, stuck there till next year? I don't know. I don't I think he would take the offseason off, and then <laughs> once the season starts, I think he'd have to go back up there again. Do, do but, you live in there that full seven days or just Sunday? <laughs> like, no, he, he has to live there up every day. Yeah, okay. he, he's stuck up there another week. <laughs> at least he'll get to meet Santa Claus this winter. I mean, that'll be fun. Um, overall, the Broncos, they take on the Buffalo Bills at, in Buffalo. So, my sleeper here, uh, Devin Singletary. Absolutely love this guy. And I know Frank Gore is still the starter there. But Devin Singletary, I love this guy coming out of Florida Atlantic. And I think he's a great running back. And I think this is going to be the guy why Dallas Cowboys lose him and Cole Beasley whenever they do play the Bills on Thanksgiving. So, I'll take the Bills to win that game. Who do you got? Um, you know what? Actually, yeah, the Broncos actually taking the upset right now. Philip Lindsay is going to be a, I mean, a really good start this week because they've they've already said that they're going to start leaning toward Lindsay over you know Roy Freeman. Freeman. You know, so I mean, Freeman is more of a power back, but he's been somewhat you know involved. But Lindsay is a better running back for everybody. So Broncos win. I think Philip Lindsay has a pretty solid game. All right, Panthers versus Saints in the in New Orleans. What do you got here? Uh, New Orleans and Latavius Murray, I think, is a sleeper right now because. 
Latavius Murray, I mean, really the backup, he's a Mark Ingram role, and he hasn't been as effective as Mark Ingram. And, you know, Kamara is obviously the number one, but I think the Panthers' defense is so bad on the run, on the run game and the passing side. I mean, Latavius Murray, Murray will definitely get his touches. All right, me personally, I'm going to go with the Saints. I just think uh, they're going to win, but my sleeper is going to be Kyle Allen. He just came off a horrible performance, and Eric Reed, his own teammate, just threw him under the bus, saying they'd really have Colin Kaepernick because his, their quarterback early is just trash. So Kyle Allen's definitely going to want to prove him wrong and come out with a big performance. That's my sleeper for right there. The Buccaneers taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Me personally, the Falcons, I think, continue the the streak. But I think Julio Jones is my bust here. Yes, I know that the Bucs have a terrible secondary. But I think this is going to be the, the week that Austin Hooper, uh, Calvin Ridley, and Devontae Freeman just completely run down the Buccaneers. Man, I like that. I like that analysis because I do have the Falcons winning. And I do have Calvin Ridley in my lineup starting. And I started him last week. 28 points, in, you know, PPR against who? The Panthers, right? Yep. Yeah, and see, I mean, he completely dominated. Why, why stop now? Let's do it again, Calvin Ridley. Falcons win. All right, I like the way you do business. Now the Raiders are taking on the Jets. What do you have going into this one? Because I have the Oakland Raiders taking the W with Hunter Renfro as my sleeper. Whoa, Josh Jacobs is an automatic start. Derek Carr is an automatic start. Tyrell Williams, very underrated. I mean, he's still the number one receiver. Tyrell Williams, if you have him, load him up. And I mean, watch him fly. All right, I like the way you do business here too. But uh, the Seahawks taking on the Eagles now in Philadelphia. I told you earlier, I'm going to tell you again, the Seahawks will beat the Eagles in Philadelphia. And, you know, um, Jacob Hollister, the tight end, is filled in for Will Disley. He had two t- uh, two touchdowns last week, I believe. And um, he's going to do it again. The Eagles give up a ton of points to, um, to tight ends. But, you know, also, the Seahawks give a ton of points up to uh, tight ends. So, so, uh, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. I actually picked up Dallas Goddard because I'm desperate. Travis Kelsey's on by. All right, hopefully that makes you survive, and uh, I should still hope you lose, actually. So, <laughs> I'm going to hope the Eagles win here. I'm going to pick them to take the W. And uh, my bust of the game is going to suck, but I'm going to go with Carson, uh, Chris Carson. I don't think he's going to have a very good game in Philadelphia. The Lions taking on the Redskins here. It's another not very good game, Jeff Driscoll. And I think finally um, Dwayne Haskins gets his first win, so that's going to be my start of the day. Um, bust of the day, Terry McLaurin, scary Terry, Darius Slay's going to shadow him, and, you know, Darius Slay is very good, and against the rookie, I mean, I don't think he's going to have a very big game, you might want to start Darius Geis, though, I mean, they, I mean, remember, the Redskins don't have a bad offensive line, they really don't, it's not great, it's not really, but, I mean, uh, I mean, if you're starting anybody on the Redskins, your team's probably not very good. That's right, you know what, we're going to have to run through these last games right quick, right? Let's go. Jaguars versus Titans. Who you got? Uh, Titans start uh, Nick Foles. All right. I like the way you do business. Cowboys and Patriots. Obviously, I just said I'm taking Dallas with a secret start of Tavon Austin. Whoa. Wait, what? Yep. I think that Tavon Austin is going to sneak in a long touchdown just on some random play where he catches like two passes for 65 yards. Not not each. Just one of them will be for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Patriots win. James White, if you got him, start him. All right, uh, Packers taking on the 49ers on a Sunday night football. Um, you know what? I actually have the Packers winning, giving the 49ers a second loss. If you have Aaron Jones, um, it's going to be a down-in-the-trenches game. Aaron Jones start him. Okay, I like the way you do business. I, actually, I'm going with the Packers as well, but I'm going with Jamal Williams. I just think that's going to be the play. Aaron Jones, everybody's going to be locked and loaded on him, but Jamal Williams is such a great play, uh, change of pace back. I think he has at least two touchdowns this game. Uh, finally, the Monday night game, and we get a pretty decent one. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Los Angeles Rams. Um, the Ravens win, obviously. I mean, if you have Mark Ingram, start him because the Ravens will be leading most of the game. But um, 
really I'm no I'm I mean no sleepers. I mean the only sleeper I could give is a defense if the Rams fail to show up, but Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, and Robert Woods should all be a go this week. Nice. I'm gonna go with the Baltimore Ravens taking the W with Marquise Brown, the rookie receiver out there as uh, my sleeper. He should be out there starting at your flex. I mean, this kid's bound to have about seven receptions in this ball game. While Jalen Ramsey focuses in on the outside guys, that's going to be the guy having fun. It's Marquise Brown. So, as for our picks, some fantasy nuggets, that's it for us here at the Dallas Power Hour. Make sure you guys hit us up on Facebook at Dallas Power Hour. Find us on Twitter at the Dallas Power Hour. Remember, we're going to have nuggets and everything all day, every day. So, you just hit us up, find us, ask us questions. And we got you. That's right. We'll make sure to take care of all your pro Dallas sports uh, information that you want to know. All right. So as for us, don't forget, we're presented by Dallas Sports Nations of Wegern Enterprises. Enhancing the fan sports experience. And we'll always be here. Why? Because we're always there. Because we care. America's team to you. Say, say, get live, get live.